Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. Paranormal Hotline is a weekly podcast where we go over all that spooky and weird paranormal goodness. So roll down the windows, turn up the radio and get a load of odd stares, especially if you're not in the car. My name is Oshin and as always, I am joined by my co-host Kaylee. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. Oh. Hanging in there. Still casting a shadow. Still casting a shadow. That's the one. That's yeah. a good term actually. I like that. <laughs> Anything spooky happened to you since last episode? No, nothing spooky. It's not very it's not a very spooky time of the year, is it? It's all about like it's rebirth not, and new things growing and it, it's not spooky the enough. Snow Spring moon. is not spooky enough. No. No, big moon of late has been kind of good. Oh yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, it's not spooky though. It's just that's just the moon. It's just the moon. <laughs> just the moon. I mean, like summer is spooky because you think of like summer slashers and stuff. And then you have Halloween in October, you know, like fall or autumn mm. as we call it. And then like winter is just cold and spooky, and you get like the ghosts of Christmas and stuff. Spring is just like the least spooky time of the year, in my opinion. And we're going to change that. No, we're not. Um, not this <laughs> I wish time. we could. With the power of murder. It's all about birth, and birth is pretty spooky. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, ugh. <laughs> I've I've nothing major or minor to report in terms of paranormal happenings, unfortunately, or fortunately. Goddamn it, Oshin. I know. We need to get you Letting cursed the again. Side down. Yet again, we need to, we need to stack up them curses. Yeah. Next time we're going to summon a demon. That's what we're going to do. Yep. If paranormal stuff is not going to happen naturally, we need to get store bought. Yeah, <laughs> storeboard is fine. Yeah. I, I will be going to somewhat rural Denmark on the weekend, so I'll let you know if Anton like, comes out of the forest. Ooh, you don't get uh, midsummered or anything, you know? Uh, no, no, hopefully <laughs> not. I don't think so. Not again. Yeah, nothing stranger than myself, and I will admit that that is setting the bar pretty high. <laughs> so um, Arizona is a strange place, Kaylee. And um, we've visited Arizona before a few times in, in podcast form. We've had the lights over Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That's true. The Superstition Mountains and a Stardust Ranch. And currently I'm on a mission to add to our cryptid army. So it brings me great pleasure to tell you that Arizona has its own Bigfoot or Bigfoot adjacent. Really? Wow. That kind of surprises me as like just desert, not really a Bigfoot area. Well, let's get right into it. In the mid-1940s, 13-year-old Don Davis was camping with the Boy Scouts near Tonto Creek, which is on Mogian Rim. The Mogian Rim is sort of like a cliff, for want of a better word, but it's two, 200 miles long and it cuts across the northern part of Arizona. And there's like, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's trees around it. There's lakes and there's the... Did you say it was 200 miles long? Yes. Oh my God. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, essentially when like, it's it's formed where like the Teutonic plates. Oh, right, right. Tectonic plates, not the Teutonic plates. That's a whole <laughs> different story. They, you know, whatever, they press against each other or come out of alignment and and then you get like kind of essentially a cliff between the high part and the low part yeah yeah but i mean like there's national park type thing going on in that area and stuff that's insane that's that's really really long <laughs> yes and like you know it, it, at parts it comes close enough to the, the grand canyon and stuff oh really wow that's pretty cool but it all is sort of it's all it's all in arizona tucson arizona yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the amount of times we reference that show on this podcast is insane. Anyway, the scouts were out camping near Taunton Creek, near Payson. One night, Don heard something rummaging and going through bags in the camp. He thought it was one of the other scouts, so he shouted for them to go back to bed. Hearing him, the thing, which quickly turned out to be not a scout, approached Don, who was like lying down in his sleeping bag. Oh my god. It was like looming over him, almost standing over him. And uh, later on, Don described himself uh, that he was overwhelmed by the smell of the creature to begin with uh, at first 
he even like you know he thought he literally shot the bed oh no he hadn't however and this is the rest of his description the creature was huge its eyes were deep set and hard to see but they seemed expressionless his face seemed pretty much devoid of hair but there seemed to be hair along the sides of his face his chest shoulders and arms were massive especially the upper arms easily upwards of six inches in diameter perhaps more much more I could see he was pretty hairy, didn't observe really how thick the body hair was. The face or head was very square, square sides and squared up chin like a box. That is spooky stuff. It is exactly what you don't want to be seeing at night when you're out camping. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) especially if you thought it was just like another campmate rummaging through the (laughs) s'mores or something, you know? Yeah. Get away from them marshmallows. (laughs) 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 I'd shit my pants. Yeah. So would I. And then I absolutely blame it on the creature. Like, uh, no, I didn't. It was the the thing smelled bad, not me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it became known as the Mogian monster on account of the area. It's been seen multiple times, uh, or claimed to be seen multiple times, from Prescott up to Williams, uh, east over to Winslow, and down to the Heber area. But most people agree that he generally is in and around the vicinity of Payson. Terrifying. Yeah. Got a bit of a description of it there. General description is large biped, over seven feet tall, sometimes with red eyes, covered with long black or reddish hair, and a lot of reports has it has a smell. <laughs> Don't forget the chiseled jawline as well. Yeah. <laughs> this This... Bigfoot's handsome. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) He's like the Chad of the Bigfoot. (laughs) Chad of the Bigfoots. The Big Feets. That's from the 1940s and kind of it's seemed to be like the first sort of uh, witness account. But then there is an account from 1903 as reported in the Arizona Republican, which is a newspaper. Grand Canyon Wild Man, an additional attraction has been provided at the Great Gorge. Nice bit of alliteration there. Um, I've part of that article. And basically people are saying that, well, you know, potentially this is the same same sort of creature. It's not always a good idea to be in a sleeping bag when there's a Bigfoot around, though, because there is that story of that one Bigfoot that took a guy in his sleeping bag and threw him over his shoulder and carried him away. <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> I was just picturing, like, in you were going to say something like in um, Friday the 13th or one of, which oh. was one of the sequels. It's just beaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which movie was that? That was, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> um... I can't imagine sleeping outside in a sleeping bag just out in the open, you know? I need to be in a tent or like in a hammock or something. I can't just be on the ground in a sleeping bag. I think if, if if it wasn't cold, I could probably sleep on like a camp bed, but I'd want like be off the ground at the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really nice to fall asleep next to a fire, I think. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Anyway. From 1903, many strange stories have been told of the wild man of the Grand Canyon of the Co- Colorado. And while some persons have credited these weird tales, they for the most part have been regarded as the ingenious inventions of imaginative travelers and have passed into tradition as such. But according to I.W. Stevens of Cedar, Colorado, the wild man is not a myth and he gives a thrilling account of an encounter he had with the creature. Two years ago, says Mr. Stevens, I had business in the northwestern part of Arizona that took me in the neighborhood of the extreme lower end of the Grand Canyon of the Colorado River in Mojave Country, Arizona. Having the misfortune of getting my arm broken, I took a trip to the river to kill time and catch a few beaver. I constructed a skiff with the aid of a friend, and when my arm got strong enough, I took a trip up the canyon as far as I could go with a boat. A few miles above the entrance, I hauled my boat upon the sand and got ready to examine the rock walls. The first thing that attracted my attention was the imprint of bare feet 
feet in the sand. Thinking the tracks had been made by some Indian, perhaps a Pute or a Hualapi, I began looking the gorge over with much interest. Going downstream a short distance, I found more tracks. The third day of my stay, I saw the head of a man on a beach of rocks on the north side of the river, evidently seated on the edge of a cliff some distance above my camp. I rode upstream a little above the point where I saw the man's head and part of his shoulders above the greasewood brush. Climbing up to the beach, I had some difficulty in finding a place that I could get over the ledge and be on a level with my strange neighbour. I finally succeeded in approaching closer to the point. I saw sitting on a large boulder a man with long white hair and matted beard that reached to his knees. The creature was unaware of my approach and I gazed upon him for some moments unobserved. He was about 50 yards away and in full view. He wore no clothing and upon his talon-like fingers were claws at least two inches long. A coat of grey hair nearly covered his body, with here and there a spot of dirty skin showing. I had found the wild man of the rocks. At that moment, a rock loosened by some creature came rolling down. The creature turned his face towards me. Horrors. What a face. It was seared and burned brown by the sun with fiery green eyes. With a wild whoop and a leap, he was up over the rocks and cliffs like a mountain sheep for about 75 yards. Then he stopped. He was armed with a queer-shaped club, large enough to fell an ox. Brandishing this bludgeon, he shrieked and chattered for a moment, then started towards me, roaring and still flourishing his weapon. Faster and faster he came, and my hair began to stiffen. I'm a poor runner, so I stood my ground. When the creature was within about 15 yards of me, I raised my rifle to fire, thinking to cripple him. As I glanced along the barrel, I heard a growl just above the wild man. He had also heard the growl and braced himself for the shock. I drew a hasty bead on the cougar, and pressed the trigger. When the smoke had cleared away, the mother cougar lay dead where the wild man had stood. The man himself had disappeared. The two young cougars were still on the rock, apparently greatly frightened by the report and echoes of my old sharps rifle. Reaching hastily for a cartridge, I found I had neglected to buckle on my belt when leaving camp, so I hastily retreated to the boat where I found everything as I had left it. I shoved the boat off and drifted towards camp which was near the cougars. There lay the old cougar where she had fallen. The wild man was standing over the two cubs, which were, which also were dead. He having beat the life out of them. Oh my with God. What? He beat them with a club? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, he just ha- went at him with, with, his, with his, his big club, the, the bludgeon. That is wild. What? <laughs> <laughs> he stood a moment gazing on the carcasses, then got down on hands and knees and drank the warm blood as it flowed from the death wounds. Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> the sight sickened me. I stood up in the boat and yelled. The man sprang to his feet, took a long look at me, then fled up the ledge to ledge until he reached the fourth ledge, where he stopped. Here he flourished his club again and screamed the wildest, most unearthly screech I ever heard, then turned and sprang up the craggy wall of the canyon. Not fancying my wild neighbour, I packed down my outfit into the boat and drifted down and out of the canyon before I made camp for the night. That was the strangest adventure of my life. Tradition records that years ago, hostile Indians captured three men, bound them to logs far up the canyon and cast them adrift upon the swollen river. It may be this creature is one of those unfortunate men who, by chance, freed himself and escaped death but was made insane by his awful experience uh, yeah I've never heard of a Bigfoot having a, like a club before or like a weapon they're learning Kaylee I'm picturing like the caveman from the Looney Tunes <laughs> you know you know the one I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah folks if you're enjoying the podcast please consider supporting us on Patreon we're an independent podcast so we do all the research writing and editing ourselves and our Patreon helps us keep up with the cost of running a podcast every week if you're listening each week and enjoying the podcast consider supporting us if you can't afford it no worries You can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. 
So what do you make of those accounts, Scaly? That's wild. That's so cool, though. What do you think it is? Do you think it was just like a man who was who was gone wild? Or do you think it was like some sort of creature, Bigfoot hybrid? Well, I, I don't think the two are the same, the, the, the same creature, obviously. Right, okay. Because um, I think their positions are kind of out. They might be the same species, but then your man given his little description as well at the end. I, I don't think a human can be as sure-footed as a mountain goat like that. Yeah, that's true. Also, I don't think like you could fight a cougar. With a club. It was two baby cougars, though, wasn't it? Baby cougars, yeah, I suppose, actually. I'd much prefer it to be... Just a man. (laughs) No, no, some creature that we we, we don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. In in the rocks, like, that's what I'm here for. Either way, I wouldn't be camping anywhere near that area. Like, that guy just went downriver and camped up, and I'm like, no, (laughs) I'd be going home. Yeah, I will say that bit is a bit, like, that's the south of the Grand Canyon, which is kind of slightly off from where the kid saw the... Right, the other Bigfoot creature. Did I mention that uh, it had an effect on him? He grew up to be a cryptozoologist. Oh, really? Well, that's really <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Being a scout in America seems like it's a lot more eventful than a scout in Ireland. <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was thinking this when I was doing the reads. Like, just even just the whole... Con- like, because national parks, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. It wasn't even information about national parks. It was like posters from national parks. And I was like dang that's the best thing ever <laughs> yeah it really is man uh, yeah if you're american and you're listening to this just please appreciate your national parks because we don't have them here we just don't have wilderness here really and my god and do i wish soon. we had it what'll be gone soon is that a threat national parks yeah no i mean if we don't sort out the global warming <laughs> yeah true and the wildfires that happen there every year nearly hmm but still, they have they have wildfires in their national parks. We don't have national parks to have wildfires in. Oh, I can be jealous. We, don't. <laughs> we just have like the gorse burning on the cliffs. Yeah, and that's like intentionally burned normally. Normally, it was reported in the Arizona Daily Star that a number of people at the Fort Apache Indian Reservation they had also claimed to see the creature. It's the White Mountain Apache Nation. Ooh. So a, cu- a couple of quotes from that uh, report was no one's had a negative encounter with it said Marjorie Grimes who lives in Whitewater the primary town on the reservation. Grimes is one of many who claim to have seen the creature over the last 25 years. Her first sighting was in 1982. Her most recent was in the summer of 2004, driving home from the town of CBQ. She becomes more animated as the memory comes forth. It was all black and it was tall. The way it walked, it was taking big strides. I put on the brakes and raced back and looked between the two trees where it was and it was gone. In the White Mountains last year, 2005, investigators found footprints, several tufts of hair and other material at the scene of the sighting. Tribal police made plaster casts from the prints and sent hair and plant samples to the Department of Public Safety for analysis in its state-of-the-art crime lab. Test results showed that the hair was not human, but animal in origin. Further testing to determine what kind of animal was not done. Why? Didn't go into it. Back on the reservation, Tribal Police Lieutenant Ray Burnett wants outsiders to realise that the department takes these calls seriously, and so should you. The calls were getting from people. They weren't hallucinating. They weren't drunks. They weren't people that we know can make hoax calls. They're from real citizens of the Fort Apache Indian Reservation. Wow. I wonder if there's any pictures of this thing. Well, I have a video. Oh, yes, uh, baby. Which, well, a, vi- a video which is an interview uh, with a fellow. Oh, okay. Who was running the, the mogionmonster.com website, which for the life of me, I couldn't actually get o- online. Oh, I couldn't right. get it to work. I couldn't even find it on... Uh, the Wayback Machine. the links on Wayback Machine would work. Oh, man. It, it's like Fox 10 did a, an interview with the uh, with Mitchell Waite. There is some pictures here. 
kind of <laughs> question mark you know how it'd be i do after wade started receiving reports those are massive feet sightings <laughs> and started to investigate was just like a breeze himself. block it's huge His first sighting was seven years ago while driving up on the rim i just happened to be i uh, catch something out of my corner of my eye and i turned and looked and this thing stood up out of a small cave and my first thought was it looked like cousin it on the Adams family, you know. But by the time I got it backed up, it had already uh, covered probably 30 yards and disappeared into the bushes. Wait showed us photos of the Muggian monster he and his team have captured. Yeah, look at and that. this video from inside a cave made of sticks and pine needles. Look at this, this, says Wade, is a small baby Bigfoot trying to hide in the corner from his night vision camera. Wade has mapped muggy and monster sightings from across the state. There are many, but most are up on the rim, and he's had his own sightings. Probably well over a dozen times now. Yeah. That one picture of it is terrifying. I know, isn't it? The picture it looks like his, a caveman. On his Windows Vista. Well, the way he described he, it as, it looks like Cousin It, but then the, yeah. the picture of it is just like a man's face. Like, Cousin <laughs> It notoriously doesn't have a face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a wood carving of it. This is just on the Wikipedia page. Oh, that's sick. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, it really does have like a man's face, doesn't it? Mm-hmm terrifying i love the video of the little cave as well and he's like there's a baby bigfoot in there hiding from the, the camera <laughs> i'm like why didn't you yeah. go in there and get it <laughs> could have been all the proof the world needed like yep <laughs> just go in just yank it out <laughs> yeah he has another video of like uh it's like oh he's very inquisitive so like you know we don't go hunting him and when he notices us we leave a suite and we go away and he see if he comes for the suite <laughs> it's like they're just trying to train him or something yeah <laughs> they're using a positive reinforcement <laughs> yeah which i mean i think it's an improvement on trying to shoot them that's true that's very true i did not realize arizona even was so green after a certain uh, point you get the uh, best of both worlds yeah you really do that's really i cool. wonder I, I mean i presume it has to do with the ridge itself or the rim it must to do, because I was just looking at that on the map you sent. There's like that rim, and then there's like green on one side, and then desert on the other. Yeah, it, m it must have to do with it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an expert in the paranormal, not geology, so... <laughs> I, I'm an expert in nothing, so... Uh, <laughs> so the Mogian monster it kind of has entered Arizona folklore. And kind of in that interview with the man, he was saying, like, he heard it around the campfire first. Yeah. So in a kind of, kind of a way, it's gone around almost full circle in that sense. Or it could have started there, who knows. But... <laughs> They have like a story about a guy called Stam Sam Spade, who was like a pioneer and he was building, he, you know, the story goes, he's building his log ca cabin near where's now Camp Geronimo in northern Arizona. And he was attacked by the creature. And then his son and his wife are also killed by the creature on their wedding day later on. Oh, no. What? Yeah. That's better, you know, one of those like, and then he came from, you know, like a, a proper like spooky campfire tale, I suppose. Yeah, like an actual story, start, middle and end. Yeah, other stories that are listed kind of have, they, they say, oh, this is like his origin story. A Native American bent on revenge or like a, a chief, like transforming to scare away his old clan. Or there's another one where like a pioneer was attacked by Native Americans. Oh. Um, but he gets escaped and he gets cursed by spirits. 
goes insane. Good. Uh, good, yeah. <laughs> and then there's another quote. The, the creature is described as a phantom of a white man who, as punishment for murdering a Native American woman, was hung from a tree by his hands, stretched to the height of 11 feet, then skinned alive and left to die. Oh, my, oh Sheen, you got, like, you got to give warning for those kind of stories. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> You're just like straight into it. My God. <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast Jesus. and would like to support it. Um, oh yeah, skinned alive, left to die. <laughs> Damned by the spirits. His uh, ghost continues to roam the woods as the, uh, I suppose, ironically and also like definitely culturally incorrect name skinwalker oh um, that is not what that term refers to bad form there and then i mean the skeptic take on it is like it exists in mythology or folklore how could a humanoid creature remain hidden in such a large area and then a lot of people think that it's either hoaxes or people thinking that it's like bears grizzly or black are like then just like mountain lions and other big creatures are there bears in that area there must be right in the forests of arizona yeah damn there's bears everywhere in america that shit's scary (laughs) the bear bear is genuinely terrifying as well yeah yeah the bear can use a club now (laughs) yeah i don't like that (laughs) stealing the marshmallows i'm just (laughs) just reading here there's like a balladeer in arizona called dolan ellis and he has a song called uh, mogian monster but it's like it's an anti-litter song it's an anti-what littering song like rubbish throwing rubbish on the floor oh littering oh littering um (laughs) like in the wilderness and it's like (laughs) The monster only targeted those that were littering in its territory. Oh my god, it's like the the <laughs> Waluigi Smokey the Bear. <laughs> yeah. He's coming for you. <laughs> a fine addition to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, the monster definitely. Mash. The cousin it with a with a with a club. <laughs> That's so funny. Beautiful. But it it will literally drink your blood. Like <laughs> it's insane. It's, it looks it's, cute it's and her- like friendly, and then it's just the most horrifying creature. It's here for your blood. It is it's coming for you. It's out for blood. So what do you think? I think it's great. It's such a good like campfire story as well. You know, like you'd be shitting it if someone told that story around the campfire and then you had to sleep in the wild yeah. that night <laughs> what I'm pi- what I'm picturing is like all the scouts like around like on logs around the fire or whatever someone's like getting into telling the story and like someone is after getting a like a load of like l- like fronds or like ferns somebody's got the Mongolian and- death whistle <laughs> yeah that or like you know it just jumps out from behind the tree and like Whoa! you know yeah yeah everyone freaking out kids are shitting themselves <laughs> they start biting each other in confusion <laughs> Yeah, then yeah, then you have a bunch of like feral kids. That's the start of a new legend. Was there any like legends you used like when you were in the scouts that you used to tell around the campfire that you um, like first heard around a campfire? We were in. There's a campsite there. Yeah, in the corner of the field, there was like a Mary shrine, like the Virgin Mary. Uh, yeah, the Virgin Mary, and like there was a whole thing that like the Virgin Mary would like move. Oh, I think I've heard that and, one. Yeah. But like, and we were playing Manhunt one night, which is essentially just, uh, it's a bit of a rough and tumble tag, let's say. Tag, <laughs> hide and seek. And I hid behind the Mary statue in the corner of the field. <laughs> I don't know. Now, does that count as a blasphemy? Probably. I don't think so. Unless you were like pretending to be the Virgin Mary, you know, when our mm. scout comes near you, you start waving your arms around. <laughs> Maybe. But also, yeah, it, um, in Mount Mallory, there was a whole thing of a headless monk. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that yeah, one yeah. as well. So like the scout center in kind of our area is... It's yeah, always a headless monk. Always. It's like a monastery. And 
Mount Mallory, it's been turned into the scout center, but like, so there would have been like monk vibes and stuff. A lot of the scout locations in Ireland are just like former religious sites. Well, I mean, it used to be the uh, CBSI, the Catholic Boy Scouts of Ireland. So there's a yeah, it makes sense. Like a crossover. Yeah, yeah. Or part of it used to be that. I think it was actually two organizations and they joined up. I can't remember. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was two separate organizations. Yeah, we just used to hear a lot of stories about the devil. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Loftus Hall, the devil playing cards, all those kind of ones. It was always the devil. Never really... uh, I just... There's no... There's no, like, Bigfoot in Ireland, really, you know? No. I don't think so, anyway, is there? There's definitely people who claim there is, but I, I just don't think there's a habitat for anything like that in Ireland. Maybe the no. big cats, but like that's about as close as it'd get. Maybe that's why Cromwell cut down all the trees. <laughs> to stop the Bigfoots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, Kaylee, what's that? What's that in the distance? It's coming coming closer and closer. It's it's Ollivander, our new patron. Whoa. Hello, Ollivander. Whoa. <laughs> um, I thought for a second there that it was going to be a creature with a club. And what's that behind you, Ollivander? That's the creature with the club. <laughs> oh, <laughs> run. <laughs> Um, but thank you for your support and welcome aboard. <laughs> Ahoy and all that. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I know. The first casualty of the Monster Mash. Sorry, Ollivander. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have time for this week. If you like the podcast, suggest it to your friends and family. We'd appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover in, at all, send us an email or shoot us a message on any of our social media and we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening. Till the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.